Fios is not cable. We're wired differently, which means you can get the fastest internet available with equal upload and download speeds from 50 to 500 megs. So you can upload 200 photos before your favorite song is finished. Click the ad and switch to Fios today to get our best offer ever. Blog Talk Radio. It brought me back to my yeah. high school childhood with the NWO. Sweet. Yeah. I was a Wolfpack guy it's myself. Just too, it's day. just too sweet right. and gold to state right now, man. Yeah, definitely. Now, into KD talk and everything, like, I was having an easy debate with my friends in a WhatsApp conversation. All of them were like, Kevin Durant's weak for this and all of that and everything. I'm like, bro, the man's been trying to get a ring since he came into the league. He's been thwarted every time that he tried to do it. There was like, they're up 3-1 on them. Why would he do that? Listen, obviously there's something else behind the issue of him wanting to play with the actual, like a team, more than a basic ISO kind of play that he was doing in OKC. We could say that as a collective, Golden State is a better team. But I think the thing is this. Also, that shows me that Russell, you're not sure what Russell Westbrook is going to do after next season. So why exactly. would KD find a long-term contract and knowing that Russell Westbrook might leave? So therefore, whatever trades and everything that OKC did in the draft or whatever, it meant nothing because you still didn't know what Russell Westbrook is. And on top of that, the franchise basically put Russell in the back burner yes. to me, essentially. And he wants to be a star because he is a top five player in the league right now. So you, you know, have Kevin Durant and everything, and then that was him first, and everything came to Russell second. He doesn't want that. I mean, for me, I'm kind of over this whole unwritten rules of sports that has been decreed by fans and created by media types about loyalty and he should stay with this team and why would he do that? It's like sports fans don't even realize that they contradict themselves all the time. They look forward to free agency. They look forward to player movement. But player movement can only be at the mid-tier level. Anytime a superstar decides to switch teams, all of a sudden he's soft, he's afraid, he needs help. Like sports fans, at some point you guys got to figure out what you want. Do you want to see the hype of player movement? Do you want to see great teams? Or do you just want to see superstars lose all the time? In the 80s, right. granted it wasn't any any player movement, but what was the 80s known for, TJ? Super teams. It, was, it wasn't yeah. like it was 2017 teams all vying for a championship. You had the Lakers, you had the Celtics, you had the Pistons, you had the Bulls on the come up, you had the occasional Sixers, you had the occasional Rockets. 
But that's about it. So what what, what do people want? Because at the end of the day, they're going to tune in. They're going to watch the finals again when the super team out west is in the finals. They're going to cheer against them because they're a super team. They love free agency. They love player movement. What the hell do you want? I'm, I'm kind of just over the crank. But the funny thing is, oddly enough, up until about maybe 2005, I would say, from the 80s or even from the 70s, there's only been like five or six teams that's won the championship. <laughs> like, exactly. It's, it's there ridiculous. you go. Like, but now we have now we having a little bit more parity where you have a a team like Dallas that went to one finals and won another. Houston right. back in the nineties was like something a little bit different or whatever, but that was a super team essentially or whatever. Now you had Golden State that won. You had Cleveland that won. Now you have them a bit basically variety and not the norm of teams that will win and everything. And I'm like this. I'm I'm, I'm personally saying this to everybody. If Kevin Durant had decided to go anyplace else. Like, say he went to the Spurs. You would have been bad-mouthing him there, too. So regardless of what he decided to do, like, you've been bad-mouthing him. Even if he went back to OKC, but like, oh, you stupid. Why would he do that? He had an off, he could have went to Golden State. I would have right. blah, blah, blah. You can't, like, he can't win in this situation. I'm pretty sure that was something that played with him. And he's going to be deemed the enemy of the league this year by fans and everything. So we'll have to see how that goes. But here's the deal. These guys complain about player movement and they complain about super teams. But if sports fan A had a team in City B, right? If the B City Ballers decided that they wanted to get LeBron James, Kevin Durant, and CP3 right now on their squad, sports fan A, who is bashing KD right now, would be excited. It would all his right. ideals about it's not fair, it's not fair would go out of the window because his squad is lit. So I don't want right. to hear it. You can't have it both ways. Appreciate Can the product. I? You can't you can't say you're excited for free agency. They put rules in it. It's not. Then it won't be free agency. He he had the right to choose where he wanted to go. He chose. Let it be great. Stop I'm, I'm really tired of sports fans crying all the time. Like like just appreciate the product. It, not, not, now KD going to the to the Warriors is rigged. Uh, how is that rigged? Like get a grip. And the funny thing, I'm like this too. I'm like, listen, the league and the CBA and the Players Association all agreed upon how the structure of the new league deals would be. This is part of it. So it's not like the players had, like the players had say so in this. The league had say so in this and everything. Like regardless of what, like the, the way it's set up, there's new money to be out there. Golden State could afford them. However, Harrison Barnes and Andrew Bogut are basically collateral damage. Now they have to find a new center, because I think Fester Zazili is going as well. They have to find a new center, but they'll be able to make things work and everything. Like, essentially, you can spread the floor. is going to be so wide open now that like, it's going to be ridiculous for them. Like, I, like personally, they, right now, going into next season, they are the league candidates for to become champions. But I'm not going to take away from what the Spurs did today, too, with Gasol going in there. That's something a little bit underrated as well. But, like, I'm pretty, like, I'm not even, like, the biggest basketball fan. Like, I'm more of a football fan and everything. But right, right. I'm excited to see what the league looks like next year. Because well, you have everybody giving buzz to the Knicks. You got everybody giving buzz to the Warriors. Now the Warriors are going to be looked at like the evil squad, the evil empire <laughs> of, the, of the basketball association. Well, I mean, I want to I stay there because I'm, I'm a huge basketball fan. And I'm, I'm looking at what's going on right now. And I feel like with all the emotional reactions, we're not thinking about things. On, on a higher level, not us per se, but the sports fans in general. I want to know, for, I think that the, the undercurrent of this whole move for KD is the fact that he's going from a high volume 
point guard who's really a two guard who needs the ball, high usage, high volume shooting guy to the ultimate team. As much as people are mad at this move, he ran away from a guy who took shots away from him to go to a team, he's going to get even less shots than he was with OKC. And he's willing to do that. So what does that say about the undercurrent of the relationship between himself and Russell Westbrook? He wants to play for a team, you know? Everybody's excited uh-huh. about this whole move. But beyond that, I like the move. I feel like when you think about the most high-efficiency team, what do we be- what do we love about the Warriors? They're the most efficient team in NBA history. KD doesn't need a lot of shots to get 30. Uh, we already know Chef Curry doesn't need a lot of shots to get 30. I think he did the less... I think he did the least amount of shots in NBA history to average 30 a game this year, if I'm not mistaken. We already know what Clay yeah. Thompson is about, Draymond Green is about. But at the same time, I'm not, I'm not ready to put him in the finals just yet, DJ. I feel like I need to see a couple of more moves because right now they crunch time five. It might be one of the greatest offensive crunch time fives I've ever seen. But if I'm, if I'm looking at the Spurs as you said with uh, Paul Gasol and you have Lamarcus Aldridge there, crunch time, I'm running into the paint. Kawhi, I'm going to the basket every trip. We saw what the Cavaliers just did to them and Bogut went down. They attacked the paint. Combination platter attacked the paint. The King attacked the paint. So if you're telling me your crunch time five is going to be KD or Draymond at the five, they're in trouble. Offense, offense no, yeah. gets you to the playoffs. But defense, TJ, defense wins championships. You know what I you mean? You know that's my mantra. So, you know that's yes, my mantra right yes. there. So I'm looking at, I need to see some more moves from these guys. I'm not going to be these guys handing over championships just yet. They need to get some oh. bigs. They letting Bo get go. They they letting Ezeli go. They need it. They need at least one defensive minded big. I know Jordan Hill is out there. A guy like the name. Nah, Jordan Hill signed. He picked, Jordan Hill picked signed up. with the Pacers. He got signed he with the Pacers. Pacers, the Pacers look up. scary too. Very good. We're going to get to them in a second. But it's, it's looking like they need to get big up front. At least get a big, give you 20 minutes a game to give the, give the opponent something to think about. And when you play against elite competition, you can have a five in there that can protect the rim. Because if this is their five when it's money time, they are not winning the chip, even with Kevin Durant. You can, you can hold me to that. If this is the team, they're not winning the title with that five. To, t- to try to contend against your, your premise and everything like that, I agree with it. For the play devil's advocate or whatever, you could also say that those shots that Harrison Barnes was missing in the finals right. should not be True. missed by Kevin Durant. True. True, and, true. and that could have been a difference in the finals as well if some of those shots that went down. I think that is why Kevin Durant is there. I think at that point, Harrison Barnes going 5 for 32 between game 5, 6, and 7 cost him his spot as a, as a Golden State Warrior. He is no longer a part of the New World Order. You know what I mean? He got kicked out. You know back in the day how he would get jumped in the ring and then you throw him over the top rope? That's what happened to Harrison Barnes. <laughs> he's going to the full horseman over there in Dallas. He's running around with Rick Flair and them, and he's still going to get beat up and hit with the steel chair because he's going to get $94 million to, to not go to the finals ever again. Yes, I agree, I agree with you on that one. I totally agree. Like, I, I thought there was would it have went after um, KD personally? I thought they probably went after Dirk. I think Dirk would have been like a good fit for them as well, and they could still kept like Bogut and everybody having all those bigs there. But hey, more power to them. They were able to do what they had to do and everything. And you know what? The the, the good thing why I like what they did from all the reports I heard and read is that they went over there as a culture, as a team. So like Draymond was there, Steph was there, Clay was there. And everything like you're not going to get that much franchises. That means like they actually get along. Like this squad, like they're not going to be sitting there talking behind each other's back and everything like that. This, like they actually 
truly love each other and everything like that. Not saying that wasn't the case in OKC, but you can see, like, sometimes you can see it through body language. Like, Yo, you, you, wants you, to you rock, but Russell Westbrook won't be doing that. You would see times where... Uh, Westbrook would be very demonstrative. KD would have a turnover. There's times you would see KD clapping his hands, wanting a shot. He wouldn't get the shot. We just saw actually Serge Ibaka complain about not getting shots, and then he got traded over to Orlando. So I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you right now, this is my opinion on Russell Westbrook. I think Russell Westbrook is a superstar, but I don't think Russell Westbrook is a championship player. I just feel like his, his style of play, his body type, to me, and what he wants to do at his size it is hard to build a champion around Russell, excuse me, Russell Westbrook. He's too high volume, and the way the league is going, where you need at least three to four guys to really win a title, I think he's not a championship player. I, I don't mind being wrong about that. That's one man's opinion, but I just feel like KD made the best decision for Kevin Durant to go to the best team he could possibly go to. I will make this comparison for Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. He needs a team that was remotely by himself, remotely built like how... Allen Iverson, 76 is yes. was built. Yes. That's exactly what he needs to that If he wants to win, and look, they only won one game in the finals and everything, but that's exactly what what Russell Westbrook is, essentially. He needs a squad that's defensive-minded and everything. They'll have role players that can hit shots, but nobody else he could depend upon but himself. He's, he's, he's in that's, the Kobe mode, but he's not six. If he was 6'6", six, six, champion, but at 6'3", and there's certain things that you're not going to be able to do once I have athleticism wanes. He doesn't have a post game. He doesn't have a consistent mid-range game. I, I just don't – I'm thinking long-term. Right now, he's great. But as we saw, games five, six, and seven, once the Warriors started get, playing their game, they were able to get stops against them because they were easy to defend. They, they, they didn't really put that much kind of pressure between KD and Westbrook because there was not a third guy to contend with. What you, as you right. saw in the finals, as you saw in the finals, there was a J.R. Smith that if you let – he was a microwave in the finals at times. You know what I mean? Kevin Love mm-hmm. gave you a couple of three-pointers at times. Then then those guys that you have to respect on the floor. There was no Robuses on the squad. There was no Ibaka. So you had Kevin Love there. You had dudes there who you had to respect just off GP. There was a loud combination player in the king to go ham because you really couldn't cheat off of anybody. So I'm looking at right. KD, saw that in the finals soon. I was like, wait a minute. I don't have to get double teamed for the rest of my career playing with these dudes. Like LeBron and KD. I mean LeBron and uh, uh, Combination Platter. They, those guys are never going to get double teamed. As long, as long as Kyrie remains aggressive, there will be no double teams in Cleveland because you can't do nothing with them. And, and KD saw yep. that and said, you know what? I'm going to Golden State because I, I can't deal with this no more. Right. Now let me ask you, know what you this. What's up? If you're in the shoes of OKC, right? Now you have you have faced with this situation of you're going to try to sign Russell to the max and everything, knowing that you could give him the max. Now, I'm not sure what Russell's fit, best situation for him, like what's his motivation to want to play ball? Is it to win? Is it the money or to play at home or whatever other kind of thing? I, I, I don't want him in L.A. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> okay. I I know I'm one of the few Laker fans who does not want Russell Westbrook. I'd rather have the kids develop. But to answer your question, maybe the Knicks. If the Knicks have some pieces, put them on the Knicks with, with, with uh uh not not maybe not not D Rose. D Rose they just got D Rose. But that would be interesting to put KD, Chris Stapps, not KD, Melo, Chris Stapps, and Westbrook together. It would be interesting. Okay. So you try to move him. You try to move him before signing him, or sign him before, or sign him. Well, like, try to sign first him first. He's, he's still so a superstar. If, if, if I'm OKC, 
I'm going to try to throw all the money at him. But why Why would Westbrook right now sign an extension knowing, knowing what's coming next offseason? The, the, the yeah. cap flies up again. I think you could sign. I think the Max Steve can get it 178 mil over five years. That is a ridiculous amount of money over five years. So he's probably thinking to himself, how is that good business? Unless they sign a contract that floats into the extension. But I'm not necessarily sure. I can't call that one. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. You got they got to see what they can do and everything like that. Like they they made some pretty good moves in the off season and everything. Like I think they basically part of my friends on this one, but I'm not trying to be malicious. They raked Orlando for their for their picks and yes. everything by taking Oladipo and everything else and just traded Ibaka. So they got straight up like that was a crime right there in the first place. So. Hey, listen, you got to see what... They still have talent on that squad. I still see them maybe as, like, a seventh or eighth playoff seed in the West and everything. So, granted, health and everything. I think Kaner is better than a lot of people realize. Kaner's going to ball. He's going to get all the touches he wants offensively. We know what Steven Adams is about. Um, I believe that this team, they're going to be right there, top four in the West, just because of the superstar capabilities in the regular season of a Russell Westbrook. What he's going to be able to do... Over 82 games is gonna. Ca- and the thing is, he has a chip on his shoulder now because it's gonna be a lot of guys like myself talking spicy about Russell Westbrook. That chip on his shoulder, they'll be top five. That may, no lower than five. Maybe four is a stretch. Mm-hmm. But no, no lower than five, I believe, with the team that they had. They went from at least possibly knocking out the Warriors next year to to dropping off to the top five in the West because we don't know what the West is gonna look like next year. Now that now OKC is a question mark. We the only thing we know for sure, for sure, really, is the top two teams. Um, the Spurs and the Warriors. The, the Rockets took a step back. OKC has them not took a step back. Who's going to step up in the West? You know? Well, Those I don't know. It, it, Clippers. Clippers yeah. is a third seed by default. Well, I, I don't know, man. I, personally, I think they do take a step back and everything. I think Portland takes a step forward. I think the Grizzlies with Conley and Chandler and a healthy Kassar take, like, they're always been a playoff team. I think they actually should be a top five team. Spurs mm-hmm. should be a top five team. Clippers should be a top five team just because they were injured and everything like that. That's the only reason why they dropped or whatever. But Warriors is up there. Like, you got to see, man. There's only time to tell for that one. True indeed. But enough about Golden State, OKC, what the future might hold. What about some of these other moves, bro? Um, I think that the Pacers, the Pacers have set themselves up tremendously to contend. I, I want to big up the whole Eastern Conference as a whole because – they, they finally figured out that to beat the Cavaliers, you need to put some bodies on the team. You just can't keep spreading out the talent. You got you got to push your chips forward and try to make something happen. What, what do you feel about the Pacers? I believe they won the postseason, not the postseason, the free agency period. I totally agree with you with that one. Um, They've done well. Um, They actually have a full roster. Like The Knicks look good to me on paper, even though they have a geriatric old school I'm injured squad and everything, right. but they, on paper, they still look good. But the Pacers, to me, I've been saying this from, like, maybe right after the season. Pacers is going to be a top three squad next season and everything. Just because you got rid of Paul George Hill, who's a good uh, – no, they got rid of George Hill. Just mm-hmm. because he is he's okay point guard, but you get bringing Jeff upgrade. T, who's actually Big upgrade. an upgrade right there. You got Miles Turner, who has a jump shot and can play a little bit defense and is lengthy and everything. Pretty good spot right there. You guys still have Tyler Lawson coming off the bench. If he could stay out of trouble, he'd be a good backup and everything. You still have Monte Ellis on the squad. 
I think mm-hmm. Mahimi is gone. You brought you brought in Jordan Hill to be a little bit more athletic than Mahimi and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, and you still got Raheem Christmas, and you still got Rodney Stuckey on the on the squad. So like, what uh, it look. What it looks like is like they're following that Golden State model to where they're trying to get extremely athletic so they can play mix and match the lineup combinations and really get after teams. I like what they're doing in Indiana. Yeah, I do too. That's all they do. I think personally, if I'm them, I think the Kings just released Karan Butler, just bring another veteran presence on that roster. And right. just like somebody that has a little bit of size and everything that could play that three. And if in small, in small ball, he could probably play the four. And everything who could play a little bit of good defense, I'll go after him as well. Right, I right. Uh, what, I like what the Pacers did. What about Rondo to Chicago? I think Rondo is a better fit at point guard than the uh, Derrick Rose. No offense to D Rose, but I feel like I like Rondo next to Jimmy Butler more than D Rose next to Jimmy Butler. Ah, uh, yes, because he's a he's a pass first point guard. Um, he'll play defense. He still can't shoot and everything like that, even though his points per game actually went up this past season, I believe. But I think it's a good fit. I still don't see Chicago as a viable playoff contender this year or whatever because I still think that they need another quote-unquote star or superstar on that roster. I'm not even, you don't think I'm not they even... could be top eight in the East? I mean, the top of the East is nice, but the bottom half of the East is, eh, you know, I think. Right, let's, put, let's put it like this. This is how I think about it. And this is a trend to me. Uh, I'm going to say this as it might be trending. The East okay. is coming. With that okay. said, the bottom two teams in the East was better than the bottom two teams in the West this past season. Okay. They had better records. So the East, the, every team that got in the playoffs, they all had winning records coming into the playoffs and everything like that, which is an upgrade from those seasons where we had teams in the East with only like 37, 38 wins getting in the right. playoffs. So I, I guess, I mean, they won coming. more games, but I feel like the quality of basketball is still shaky compared to the West. We saw in the playoffs that it was as, as much as the records might have said one thing, the, the, the level of basketball was still higher out West. But I'm biased. I'm a Laker fan. I love West Coast basketball. That's just, you know, that's just me. <laughs> it's fair enough. It's fair enough. Like, you still got to say that Washington is still a viable contender in the East as a playoff team. Charlotte's there. Um, if Bosch and Wade could get back into Miami, there's still probably a top four squad and everything like that. Like, right. it, to me, it's right. coming. What about what about this whole deal right now? It's a three prong question. You have Al Horford to Boston, Dwight Howard to Atlanta, Anderson to Houston. Who makes the biggest impact of the three with their new teams? Al Horford. Al Horford. Al Horford to Boston. Yeah, I think because they won already 48 games last season, you got Al Horford, who's a consistent player at everything. He'll get you 15 and 8 or 9 boards and everything like that. They need his size. They have they have pretty good guards and everything like that. They could do with a little bit more shooting and everything, but they got consistent guards that could play, and they play very well on the defensive end. They needed something remotely close to a star on that roster. Not saying that that Power Horford is definitely not a superstar, but he is a star. Right. Like he is a he is a all star and everything like that. Like he'll make a difference and everything. Dwight Howard, I gotta see how he plays with Millsap down low. It's essentially, they're trying to do. I don't know what Atlanta is doing right now. I guess they're in rebuild mode. They have a young, they have a good young point guard and Schroeder, or Schroeder, however he pronounces his name, and everything. You still got Millsap there. You got Dwight, got Kyle Culver. Um, they signed, they resigned Kent Bazemore. 
and everything. So, like, they're okay. I'm not, like, I basically counted them out last season. I was wrong for that. They still made the playoffs or whatever. But you got to see what they, uh, nobody's going to buy into Atlanta too much. And Houston. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, Houston, I think Houston. Atlanta, I think Atlanta's more of the same, just taking Horford out and putting in Dwight Howard. I think that the kid, what was the Schroeder, the new starting point guard? They've been trying to line Schroeder up to be the starting point guard for a little minute. So that being said, they believe that they have something more Schroeder than they already did in Teague. Um, I right. like, I like, I like the fact that they picked up Howard, but I think in the end it's going to be a lateral move. They'll win about 46 games and they'll get beat in the playoffs anyway. Howard is not a difference maker at this point in the league. But you know what? I think Anderson is is, is going to be the most useful. Of the three pickups. I know that sounds crazy. Al Horford, Dwight Howard, Anderson to use what? But I think that with, with, with Mike D'Antoni, is, is D'Antoni in Houston now? Is he the coach, if, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. So you, now you have Ryan Anderson, and we know how Mike D'Antoni loves to stretch for Ryan Anderson, with the pace that they're going to be playing in Houston, with, with, with what we've already seen from James Harden, on the offensive side of the ball, now he doesn't have an anchor in the middle to get in his way. They want to play a full-court game. They want to be able to get... Because the thing is, the philosophy of seconds, seven seconds or less, which has been basically spread out through a lot of the high-level offenses in the league, is that it's only two options, TJ. High percentage shot at the rim or the most valuable shot beyond the arc at the three-point line. That that is, the, that is the belief, and it's called value. It's all about high efficiency, high value. So now... They don't have a big man who wants to post all the time in the way, so really, the guy leads in, leads the league in free throw attempts, uh, James Harden, right? So now, Harden right. gets to the basket whenever he wants. Now he can run that 1-4, 1-5 pick and roll with Anderson, and now you got to pick your poison. Out West, with that pace and that offense and the, the shooters they already have over there, I think Anderson is going to have the biggest impact of those three names. Well, you also, I do give them credit. They also got Eric Gordon on the roster as well, too. Mm-hmm. So you got mm-hmm. that plays out. But they're not going to play Z, though. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> Absolutely <And> not. <laughs> they will not play defense whatsoever. So, like, I'm still kind of, like, eh, on the Rockets and everything. So you got to see what they do. They, all, they also had, I forgot what's his name, Stan Decker from Wisconsin right. and everything. Right. So you got to see if he progresses this season. So, uh, Does he yeah. develop into the, the Chandler Parsons that we think he could develop into? I guess I guess that's something to consider. Yeah, so if oh. we got see, I'm still not buying. I'm still not buying Houston though. Um, what's going on in Miami though? They let Lou Ardan go. They let Joe Johnson go. They they were hedging on paying Dwayne Wade, but word is they offered him two years, forty mil. He hasn't signed it just yet. But what, what's happening out there, TJ? What, what what are they doing? I think Pat was trying to get. KD to come down there, but if you brought KD down there, you would not have any more money to pay your franchise drafted uh, favorite son of Miami, probably even more favorite son of Miami than Dan, the great Dan Marino and everything, mm-hmm. So, and Dwayne Wade. So now, I just saw a report that they offered him two years with a player option for $40 million and they right. did for next season. So, I do see Wade just signing back with them rather than all the reports if they could get him back, they still they still a pretty good squad down there. They got some young talent with Josh Richardson and um, what's his name, Justice Winslow, and yeah, everything. Yeah. So this and and going Dragic, if Bosch could come back healthy, even if he could play somewhere between fifty to sixty games for next season, and everything that's still better than not having him on that court or whatever. I get and it. I 
I guess with Joe Johnson and uh, Lou Alden moving on, that means that Richardson and Winslow, they're going to get more minutes. They're going to get an opportunity to shine. I smell what you're stepping in. Yeah, so, like, it, I, I definitely see them still being a perennial threat. I would like to see them get somebody else to help out Whiteside in the front court just because yes. if Whiteside goes down, like you've seen in that in the playoffs, when Whiteside went down, that whole, that, that like, everything just went down the drain for them. Yes, absolutely. Maybe, I, like I said, I'm, I'm shopping and they hilarious to all these teams. I, I feel like as, in small spurts, he's he shouldn't be asked to play too many minutes because his body won't allow. But in right. a 15 to 20 minute a night role for some of these contenders to come, come through and get physical, throw some bows, be kind of like an enforcer, especially with a guy like Whiteside. Whiteside can't afford to get in foul trouble, so you have a guy like Nene come and throw his body around and do some things. Maybe he could be the guy, you know? I don't know. And then they can give you some buckets, too. Yeah, exactly. He can give you, like, a good 12 to 14 points if need be and everything like that coming off the bench. Ran a 280, you know, ran a night in the 82-game season. He might sneak in a 14-pointer here and there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, man. Um, I have one more question I wanted to ask you before I cut out. Um, Orlando, don't I, ask I, me. I don't, I don't understand. I was about to say, don't, the, ask me about no the, don't ask me about the Nets. Oh, I'm not. The Nets, the Nets might be young and entertaining, but they're picking up all these restricted guys that they might not be able to get. They got, they tried to pick up Johnson from Miami, Crab from Portland. Portland's swinging and missing all these bigger names. I feel like they're gonna keep their team together. So. I'm not sure what the next Yeah, I would love going. to have Alan Crabb. I would love to have yeah. Alan Crabb in, in, in Brooklyn, though. I would love to have him. But uh, I guess the only reason why they signed Jeremy Lynch is because they have to spend the money, and you might as well get some sort of compensation for having a bad roster out there hey, for now. You don't think no Lennon, Lennon Lopez could be a nice little con? <laughs> man, listen, I like Lopez, man, but not Lennon, man. Like, like, oh, man. I don't want to hear nothing about Brooklyn Sanity because I'm going to go crazy if I hear that. Get get ready, get ready I'm to hear crazy. it, bro. So I'm you, you're not crazy. feeling you're not feeling the confusion in Orlando, a bunch of front court guys with no like real big time guard play. Like I'm really confused about what they're doing. Well, I guess it like Fourier and Elfin Payton seems like a good point guard, a developing point guard, and everything. Like uh, they're playing. Let me see who's the coach now down there. Orlando. Oh, it's on, uh, Frank Vogel. The dude, Frank, yeah, you took the word right out of my mouth. Yeah, Frank Vogel and everything. So Frank Vogel, I guess, is still trying to play that old set ball that like he's trying to play with Hibbert and David West and everything like that. At least they have bodies down there that can contend with Cleveland up front if need be, but Cleveland's not Cleveland anymore because they already lost. Right. Cleveland still, because they lost Mozgov, Mozgov didn't have any big pull, like big game or anything this season, but... You got to see, Frank Vogel's a great coach, so you got to see what he does with the talent that he, that he has down there. All right. Hey, especially if he can Fournier back. I think, well, the Nets might get crabbed because, you know, they did, the, the Blazers did pick up Turner. Turner's a small forward, so I don't think they're going to keep Mo Harkless and Allen Crabb if they just picked up Evan Turner from Boston. So, that being said, maybe the Nets can keep him. Because I think he's getting four years, 70 mil. I don't think Portland wants to give a crab four years, 70 mil. So, yeah, I might be able yeah. to keep that guy. I think the next hey, thing to surprise so. people, if they play the right way, if they play the right tempo. I know Lopez, he has foot problems. He's a little bit slower, and he might not be able to keep up with the pace. But if they can play at a mm-hmm. right tempo, they can, they can surprise some teams. Because they don't have any draft picks, right? So they kind of have to do well. They don't really have any incentive to lose games. 
Yeah, they don't. Because then it'll just go straight to, I believe, Boston again. We won't have a draft pick until 2018, I believe. Yikes. So that's in that. So skip next year. We basically have two, we have three essential rookies coming into this um, next year. We got McCullough, Whitehead, and LeVert and everything. So I actually like the direction that they're going because, remember, the front office is basically all from the family tree of the Spurs and everything like that. And, like, if they could build, we all know Spurs is the NBA version of the Patriots and everything. Yep. I hate the Patriots. Yep. But you yep. got to respect them what they did and everything. So, yes. So that's what it is. So I see, see, see. I'll be I'll be I'll be big on my nets in like another two three years. I'll be quiet for that. You should be. I think now that they have that fool out of the way, I I like what they're trying to do. Young two way guys, six 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 seven guys, athletes. I like what they're doing. That's what I'm saying. I think they might surprise some people. So hold keep the faith, TJ. You got the right mentality about the nets. But um, we're gonna wrap this car session with a little bit of a joke. Uh. This guy, Matthew Delavadova, he must have an NBA golden parachute. I just wanted to close the session by saying that he just got four years, $38 million to go to the Bucks. Who would ever think in any realm imaginable that Matthew Delavadova would get $38 million to play basketball? I didn't even think he would have a roster spot in the league next year, but then... That goes to show you what the landscape of the league is now. It's just basically yep. essentially pay whoever max dollar for or good dollars for your service of nothing, and he's not going to get that much time. He's not going to get the minutes like that. No. He's not. That's no. the funny thing. He's probably going to get like 15 minutes a game, if that much. So you're paying him hey. four mil for 15 minutes a game. Yo, Delhi, get your money. But I find that to be... I find that contract more comical than the Mozgov contract because we've seen this first that Mozgov can play. Delhi, not so much. But, yo, TJ, yeah. we'll be back later this week with an official car session. We had to get the second wave of free agency out of the way, bro. I appreciate you joining me. We about to go get some burgers and hot dogs and fireworks and keep our fingers worked to JPP. Not a problem, of course. All right, man. Be out of here. Deuces. Fios is not cable. We're wired differently, which means you can get the fastest internet available with equal upload and download speeds from 50 to 500 megs. So you can upload 200 photos before your favorite song is finished. Click the ad and switch to Fios today to get our best offer ever. There's always a reason to celebrate. Weddings, quinceañeras, or just because I love you. Now, for a limited time, switch to AT&T and buy two Samsung Galaxy S7s for one great price. Visit your nearest AT&T store today. AT&T, mobilizing your world. Limited time offers. Each line requires eligible port-in, trade-in, purchase, and service. Get minimum of $10 trade-in credit plus prepaid card in amounts of device balance or early termination fee less trade-in. Fees, charges, and restrictions apply. See store for details.